Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Jim Rohn. Hey sis, I've been in your shoes. I've wondered how to step outside of my comfort zone and live the bold and fulfilled life that I wanted and now know that I too deserve. I know what it feels like to struggle as a single mom, to struggle with lack of money, to struggle with lack of resources, lack of self-esteem, and all the crazy shit life throws at you sometimes. I have felt powerless, unfulfilled, unattractive, unsupported, and unwanted for years before I had my breakthrough. There's an answer for you too. You can live boldly, have the life that you desire, break generational curses, and overcome trauma from your past. Welcome to the Wellness Homegirl Podcast. This is the mega center for all things wellness, where I will give you all of the tools, tips, tricks, and hacks to help you master your limiting beliefs and take your life to the next level based on the seven pillars of wellness. Every week, I will bring you advice, inspiring conversations, the conversations no one wants to talk about, the things you weren't taught growing up, and expert insight from industry leaders on various topics. Sis, it is time to stop just living and making it through the day-to-day motions. It is time to be well. episode of the Wellness Homegirl podcast. I'm so glad you guys are joining me today. I have, as usual, a very important topic that many people can, you know, benefit and learn from. Today we are talking about financial fitness. Um, I took a class on financial fitness through church several years ago. And it was a very great class. I learned so much from it. If you have something like that at your church or through your community center or community college or whatever, I definitely highly recommend taking a financial, uh, some type of financial fitness class that teaches all about financial fitness, budgeting, saving, investing, life insurance, all that good stuff. It was so beneficial for me and opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. Let's get started. 
this topic is near and dear to me because I feel like a lot of us, a lot of times we feel stuck financially. We feel like we can't get out of this rut. We can't get out of this place. We've never seen people have money. We've only seen people live paycheck to paycheck. Finances are a big part of our lives. They determine where you can live, where you can go, what you can drive, what you can wear. They determine a lot. Um, you know, you hear people say all the time, money isn't everything. It's not everything, but you need money to live. People don't like to talk about finances. They don't like to talk about money. It's been deemed as like being rude, asking somebody about their finances or how much they make or uh, it's an unspoken thing. But we need to talk about it to get better at wealth and finances. There are some great podcasts out there. If you are looking for some resources on finances, just go to your podcast app and type in finances or financial wealth or wealth or whatever, um, and you will find good podcasts. There are good books you can read as well about finances. But I believe, this is my personal belief, you may not agree, but I believe that living paycheck to paycheck is like a curse of dysfunction, not necessarily dysfunction, let me take that back, it's it's a limitation that is placed on us that we keep passing down from generation to generation. It's a generational curse, if you will. You get a job and pay bills. It's, you know, we pass things down like that's that's okay that's what you're supposed to do after you turn 18 you go to college maybe if not you get a job and pay bills it's okay to be on section 8 because my mama was on section 8 it's okay to live off of government assistance because that's what it's there for to assist me it's okay to make less money than the bills I have because that's how most people live it's okay to rob Peter to pay Paul it's okay to let the job treat you any type of way because they pay you all of these things are things that we just pass along that are not okay now don't get me wrong if you need assistance because there was a point in time when I needed assistance I needed food stamps and all other stuff but you are still limited when you are depending on someone else or another entity to help you out financially. You're still limited in what you can eat, what you can do, where you can go, where you can live. And something else as far as jobs go, listen, we a lot of times let jobs treat us any type of way. Our managers talk to us any kind of way. They just change the schedule at the drop of a dime all these things and yes we need our jobs to live we need our jobs you know for the finances so that we can pay bills but stop letting that job treat you any type of way just because they pay you because just like that you got that job you can always get another job and stop going the extra mile like i see people y'all nothing frustrates me more when i see people like going just like chasing people at a walmart for stealing sis that is not your stuff that they are stealing and stop going above and beyond for this job that if you die tomorrow they would have your job posted before you even before your obituary was even posted like we go above and beyond for these jobs and they a lot of them covid has proven it they really don't even care about us what type of financial situation we're in. The CEOs over there sitting pretty, you know, and we down here doing all the work, not really making any money. So stop putting your life on the line for these jobs that really don't care about you. Now, I will say that there are some 
companies, some CEOs, some jobs that really do care about their people. But for the most part, CEOs don't even know the quote-unquote little people at the bottom. I just want to say that because that just drives me crazy. Like you see the security guard and they just going off on people for, you know, not following the rules or for, you know, something. And I'm and you like, like, you are doing way too much for this little company and they probably are paying you like $9 an hour. Like, no. But anyways, I digress. Stop limiting. We have to stop limiting ourselves and the money that we can make and and limiting the lives that we really could live because of familiarity and fear. We live so much off of, you know, this is comfortable. This is cool. I can, you know, I can pay my bills. I can do this. But there's so much world out there to see. There's so many things out there to do and explore and learn and teach your kids and show your kids. But we allow fear to limit us and we allow those generational uh, limitations to to sit on us and so we're just stuck and we don't have to be like we absolutely don't have to be that is the best thing about being a human is that you always have choices and you can make a choice to change and grow and make more money if you need to or want to or you can make a choice to stay the same Usually both choices are hard, but which one is going to give you the better outcome? I feel like as adults, we stop dreaming. We stop, we we just get so caught up in like the day-to-day grind. Got to pay the rent, got to pay the phone bill, got to do this, got to get the kids new school clothes, have to get the kids haircuts. We just get so caught up in that day-to-day that we forget what our goals and aspirations and dreams a lot of times are and what we really want to do. And you can absolutely, with kids and all, have everything and do everything that you want to do. I actually did not learn about credit until I was already in credit card debt. That is what's crazy. Like, when I was like 18 or so, I was, you know, playing around, approved for a credit card. Okay. And I didn't even know what a credit score was. And I already had debt from using a credit card. And then I got a car because my car broke down and my interest was like 24.99% because I had to get a car. You know, I had a kid. Nobody taught me these things. I didn't learn about budgeting until my 20s. I'm still learning about finances and being financially responsible, having discipline with my finances, investing in stocks and residual income like I'm still learning like I learned I know I'm not the only one so if I'm not the only one that means we have to do better with our children in the next generation as far as finances and credit scores and all of those things go because listen I like I like to spend money I like to shop I love Jeff Bezos but I hate him at the same time like bro like What were you thinking when you came out with Amazon? Because I can literally shop from anywhere and I don't need to. Like, (laughs) I love them, but I hate them. So we just, these are things we have to talk about. Just because you're able to spend it don't mean you need to spend it. You know, like, we have to get more comfortable with just communication about these quote-unquote taboo things. 
a website that I came across when I was researching for this episode is called Stepping Stones to FI, and FI stands for Financial Independence. So steppingstones2fi.com. And she lists nine common traits of millionaires on this website. The nine common traits of millionaires. Now, I'm going to kind of ad-lib a little bit, add my own, you know, little flavor on it for y'all. <laughs> Number one, maintain a budget. Y'all, this is so hard for me. This is so hard for me, but it is imperative to maintain a budget because if you do not know where your money is going, how can you control it? How do you know what to do with it if you don't know where it's going? And there are so many different like budget books. There's envelope systems. You can type in budget sheets on Google, budget books on Amazon. There are so many different resources on maintaining a budget. I actually have a budget um binder and I just go over like I have all of my bills listed so I know what's coming out of what check how much I'm gonna have left over and you know so on and so forth you know I have a certain amount to spend on groceries and all of that now I'm not 100% perfect because sometimes I'm like you know forget it and just get to spending stuff and then overdo it like everybody else but maintaining a budget is very important because you have to know where your money is going number two live below your means just because you make, let's say, $1,000 a week or whatever, does not mean you have to spend $1,000 a week. If you make $1,000 a week, then spend 500 a week. We have to learn to live below our means. Just because you can afford it, technically, does not mean you need it. You never know when something is going to come up. You know, you always need that little rainy day fund. You always need something extra because it never fails. When you don't have it, that's when your tire go out. That's when your kids get sick. That's when something happens. So live below your means. Number three, third common trait of millionaires don't buy a home you qualify for. Just because they say you qualify for a $250,000 home does not mean you have to spend all $250,000 because you do not want to be house broke. You're just working to pay a mortgage and can't do anything else with your life and you're having to work seven days a week because you have to pay this mortgage. If you qualify for two fifty, dollars spend one fifty. Get something cute and comfortable don't try to keep up with the Joneses because they probably broke now too. Number four, focus time and energy on wealth building. And wealth building to me is like life insurance, investing, residual income, paying off debt, just having savings. Those things are wealth wealth building. If you do not have life insurance, you need to have life insurance today. Like, you need to turn off this podcast, right? I mean, I want you to listen to it, but turn off this podcast and go get some life insurance because tomorrow is not promised. And like I said before, money is not everything, but you need it to live. And if something were to happen to you today, who would take care of your kids? How would your kids be taken care of? If a lot of us come from families and situations where everybody's living paycheck to paycheck already, how can they take care of your kids and have having other mouths to feed? So you need life insurance. 
to pay off to be able to pay off your house, your car, and to be able to take care of your family if something were to happen to you tomorrow. Number five common trait of millionaires. You do not need to look the part. Let me say it again. You do not need to look the part. Now, I will say nothing makes you do better than looking good. So, you know, when you you look good, you feel good, you do good, right? So I will say, fix yourself up, look good, because you will be more productive that way. You will feel better about yourself, you know, like your mental wellness will be better when you look better. But you do not have to go out and get the bag Beyonce had or the shoe, the newest shoes. Like, if you know me, you know I love tennis shoes, but y'all can't even... I haven't even been buying tennis shoes. Like, my my focus is different. My focus has changed. My I'm trying to build wealth, and so I can't do the things that I used to do trying to build wealth. I'm trying to pay off debt. Like, I want to be debt-free. Like, that is my goal by 40, is to be debt-free, besides maybe a house in a, my house and my car. And I don't have a car payment right now, so that means I'm going to get something new. I'm going to claim that in Jesus' name, okay? But you do not have to look the part... And one thing that irks my nerves is when I have a patient come in the hospital, listen, they be Gucci down, like I don't know if it's real or not, but they be Gucci down, they have on the latest J's, have gold teeth, have on all this gold, and then I'll be like, so why haven't you been taking your blood pressure medicine? Oh, because I can't afford it. Don't don't come in here talking about you cannot afford your blood pressure medicine and you got on these new J's that just came out last week. Don't, Don't do that. We do not have to look the part. And I'm and honestly, let me just be real. Like I said, this is my opinion because it's my podcast, of course. But people that are really dressers, like you can really dress, can dress at a Walmart, Target, Dollar Store, Goodwill. You can make a, the cutest outfit out of a paper bag if you really are, you know, a, a fashionista, a stylish person. I feel like people who really don't know how to dress feel like they have to buy designer clothes, but that's me. Anyways, number six, most common trait of millionaire. Hold on, no, let me go back to you do not need to look the part because just think about it. The CEO of Facebook said, what's his name? I can't think of it. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The CEO of Facebook said he wore the same thing every day, a gray t-shirt or a black t-shirt and some jeans and some tennis shoes. Because he has to make a million decisions every day, deciding on different clothes and putting stuff together, he don't have time for that. And then if he has to go to a special event, he hires somebody to put something together for him. That just tells you like, and when you look at the most successful people, like Jeff Bezos and all them, they don't be all flashy. Even Jay-Z now, he not all flashy. He have on a t-shirt and some, some jeans. Like... It's not about what you're wearing. It's about what you're doing. How do you look out for people? How are you setting up your family to be financially well in the event that you are no longer here? Okay, now we can go to the next one. Number six, common trait of millionaires. Educate yourself. That is a huge pillar from uh, Warren Buffett. 
one of the richest men ever, he talks about you have to educate yourself. What makes me mad is we a lot of times are educated on what's going on in the hood, what's going on with everybody else's business, what's going on in other people's relationships, but we are not educated on things that will help us get ahead and build and grow and become better people. So educate yourself. There are so many resources, like I said, podcasts, books, um, just classes, every everything, anything you want to learn about, you can learn about. But definitely do some learning and some research about finances and ways to get ahead financially. The average millionaire i heard on a podcast one time it said the average millionaire reads like six books a month or something like that something crazy like we need to read and educate ourselves number seven common trait of millionaires they marry someone more frugal than they are ain't that crazy i thought that was crazy and but it 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 makes sense i mean you can't help who you love but Marrying someone more frugal than you, kind of, I understand how it would be, it balance you out financially. Like, if you like to spend, if somebody else, if they're more frugal than you, then they're going to be like, babe, uh-uh, no ma'am, no Sam, no Pam, we are not buying that purse right now. We don't even need it. We're trying to do this over here. So they kind of keep you grounded and leveled out financially. So it makes sense, totally makes sense. I'm about to teach Daniel how to be more frugal than me because we just, we like to eat though. That's our problem. We like to eat. Anybody else like to eat out there? Because <laughs> we have a list of restaurants we want to try. Anyways, <laughs> number eight common trait of millionaires. Clearly define your goals. I've mentioned this before on this podcast. I feel like a lot of times we're just, our our goals are very vague. Oh, I want to be rich. I want this car. I want this house. We just say the things that we want, but we don't clearly define the goal. I want a house that has two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a garage, and I want it to be in this neighborhood. I want it to be in this school district. Like We need to clearly define every single goal that we have because if you don't clearly define it, then you what are you reaching for? Just a house with a house with two bedrooms, like you can get that anywhere. You can, it might be, but it might be in an area you don't want to be in. Clearly define your goals. Write them down. Plan them out, down to the smallest detail. I want to be financially fit, or I want to be have this amount of money in my savings account by this date, and I'm going to do that by putting. $100 in an envelope every payday or every other payday, whatever it is to get to this goal. And I'm going to put that money in my safe, like clearly define it out, plan it out and work the plan. And you may have to sacrifice something temporarily for those goals. Like we don't have cable. We have a couple like streaming services, but I, and I really don't watch TV at all because I, this is my philosophy about TV. Now, I will watch like a series every once in a while if it's good, but 
my philosophy about TV is if I can learn something from it, like there's a, a podcast show that comes on one of the Google networks. I don't know what it's on. But it's like, it's very informational. Like, I learn a lot from it, and I got it from my sister. One day I was at her house and she was doing my hair. But I feel like most, the people we watch on TV every day, they're already rich. There are, they are already, most of them, I'm not going to say all of them because I don't know their finances, but a lot of them are already financially stable. Why am I going to be wasting my time watching them? And I'm, I'm trying to be financially stable. I'm trying to be, you know, have a little money in the bank and sitting pretty and chilling, you know. So that's my philosophy about TV. And that's why I do not really watch TV. Now, if I'm super tired, I may watch an episode of Criminal Minds. Or if I'm like, I'm not doing anything today because I've been really busy for a couple of days, I may watch TV. But for the most part, I don't watch TV. Them people are already rich. You may have to sacrifice eating out if that's your thing. Now, that's me and Daniel's like quality time so we don't eat out as much but that's our quality time so that's something I'm not willing to sacrifice but find something that you can sacrifice something that's not benefiting your life or your relationship that you can sacrifice like I said it may be cable it may be internet it may be um, instead of paying somebody to mow your lawn, you mow your own lawn. Instead of paying somebody to clean your house, you clean your own house. Find out what it is for you. You may have to do your own hair and nails for a little bit instead of paying somebody else to do it. But whatever it is to get to that goal, make a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. And number nine common trait of millionaires is Teach your kids to be financially self-sufficient as well. There are books. There are classes. It should be taught in school, but it's not. So go on Amazon, get them a book, enroll them in a class. You know, you and some of your friends, say you have a friend that's really good at budgeting and saving See if maybe they can teach a little class on Saturday to your son and some of his friends or whatever. Um, but we need to teach our kids to be financially self-sufficient and what that looks like. Teach them about credit and credit scores and how to save money and live under their means and educate themselves. All of that is just really important because they're going to they're gonna learn it. Usually most of us learned it the wrong way by doing something wrong and so why not teach them the right way if we can so some things that you can do to get financially fit and this is not a complete list these are just some things that have worked for me or that I am currently doing and I told you before I have a budget book or a budget planner and it's strictly for finances and what I like about this planner is that in the front of it, it has like all my debt. So I have like all my different credit cards, hospital bills, all that type of stuff, and then the monthly payments. And I can write, you know, how much I'm paying when and what the total amount is so I can see, you know, when I'm going to pay it off or what I need to do to pay it off soon if that's that's my goal. 
Um, that's why I love budget books and planners because you can write everything out and you can actually see it. And there's also a place to write in everything you spend for the month so you can see how you're spending your money. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend doing that for like two weeks because you will be surprised where your money goes. Because have you ever just looked in your bank account and you're like, man, I... I know I just had $200 in there. Now I got 27 cents. Like, where did it go? And you spent $5 at Quick Trip. You spent $7 at the hair store. You spent $16 on gas. You, I mean, like, it, all those little things add up, and we usually don't even notice it because it's just so easy to swipe that card, and we don't associate that card a lot of times to a dollar amount. Like, we know we're buying something, but we don't associate it to a dollar amount because it's not the same thing as having cash. Something else, uh, see what debt and bills you can eliminate, then put that money in an account or envelope after you eliminate it, like you're still paying it to save that money. So say you have a car payment, you pay off your car next month, but you're used to paying that car payment. So keep taking that money out as if you're making a car payment and putting in a, put it in a savings or put it towards the next bill or something you want to pay off. Look up the snowball effect as far as paying off debt. It's a great way to pay off debt. So that is something that can be very helpful in paying off debt or saving money. I believe you need to do a little bit at both at the same time. Thirdly, read and get educated on ways to make extra income if you need to. Now, I also believe that health is wealth, so don't overwork yourself. But if you have some goals you want to make, like I said, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice something and it may be time. So like see about getting into like Uber or driving for Uber Eats. If you don't want people in your car, you can just drop their food off. Walmart grocery, Amazon grocery, pizza delivery. I saw something on TikTok the other day. This guy on the weekends he goes and picks up luggage from the airport and takes luggage to people who lost their luggage, you know, traveling. So that's all he has to do is take the luggage to their house and he gets paid for that. Um, you can part-time at a store. Listen, everybody is hiring right now. So if you need to pay off a little bit of extra debt, and you have the time, if you got a lot of time to scroll on Facebook, Instagram, you going out all the time, then I pick up a little part-time job, even if it's just for a couple months, just to pay off debt or get your the car that you want or whatever it is. Short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. Four, keep track of your expenses and where you're spending your money and make a plan to decrease those unnecessary expenses like i said food cable internet liquor partying going out eating out getting your hair and nails done buying the latest shoes every week um your eyebrows getting your, listen learn how to do your own eyebrows learn how to do your own makeup Learn how to do your own eyelashes. All those little things add up and you can save so much money by learning learning new skills and how to do things your, yourself. Now, with that, one thing my mom told me when I was probably a teenager that has stuck with me, don't work so much and never do anything for yourself. Because we are not just working to pay bills. We're, we're working to get out of debt 
and learn how to live better lives. But do something for yourself every paycheck. If that one thing you do for yourself is getting your nails done, then sis, get your nails done. Get your hair done. Whatever your thing is, do something for yourself. If you want, if you like to go have a drink on Fridays, go have a drink on Fridays, but limit yourself to one or two drinks. Don't be there all night spending half your check. Or go to the liquor store, which would be cheaper, but I'm just saying. Figure out a plan or something that you can do to help you decrease those finances and find a budget system that works for you, whether it's the sheets or the envelope system or a planner or like there's so many of them just find out what works for you there's even like computer systems there's um people like budget people finance people that will can control your finances for you like if it's so bad you don't have that discipline there are people out there who that's what they do i have a friend she used to have a guy who he literally controlled her accounts and controlled how much money she could spend. And that helped her to get to a disciplined place where she could be over her own finances. And so now she has like a bomb house, car, everything, and she is living her best life. So you just have to find out what works for you. Take control of your finances. Don't depend on anyone, any entity, any anything to come and save you because nobody is going to save you. I feel like a lot of systems are put in place, government systems are put in place to hold us down and to keep us where we are and to keep us in the same neighborhoods and to keep us to keep us stuck. So, break that cycle of living paycheck to paycheck. Break, break that cycle of not having any money. I like it I'm not going to say frustrates me, but it, it makes me, I don't know, makes me mad, sort of, like, when I hear people say things like, well, you know, I don't have $30 for, for, no, for no medicine. Like, why don't, why don't we? Why can't we? We absolutely can, but we have to get out of this ignorant financial state to get to where we really want to be, where we really should be. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 7 says the borrower is slave to the lender and I actually learned this verse from that financial fitness class that I took at church and that has stuck with me because it is so true the borrower is slave to the lender when you have to borrow money you have to slave and slave and slave to pay it back. Like your car note, you had to borrow the money from somebody. So you have to pay it back. Like we're working to pay that. We're working, working to pay a house note. And we can't really live. So learn different ways where you can truly build financial wellness and wealth so that you do not have to be the borrower that is all that I have for y'all today. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to the Wellness Homegirl podcast. And stay tuned for the next episode. As always, y'all, I would love to hear from you. If you want to hear about a certain topic, if you want to hear from certain experts in certain areas, 
shoot me a DM or a text. You can feel free to text me at 817-937-8322 or shoot me an email overallwellness123 at gmail.com or shoot me a DM. Y'all can get in my DMs. It's okay. And my Instagram handle is the underscore wellness underscore homegirl. And you will see me on there with Nicole. So shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, or shoot me a text. I would love to hear from you. What have I said or information I've given that's like really clicked with you? That's really like, yes, I needed that, sis. Or what information do you want to hear? Like I said, I love to hear from you. This is all for all of us to make us all better and get the lives that we want. So reach out to me. Well, that concludes this episode of the Wellness Homegirl Podcast with Whitney Nicole. Make sure you share the podcast to your stories and tag Whitney in the story as well. You never know, you may just win something for your support. Thanks for listening and see you next time on the Wellness Homegirl.